0: 48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, there are multiple fatalities following shootings at Two mosques in the New Zealand city of Christchurch. Hundreds of Hong Kong students are taking part in a school strike to demand urgent action on climate change. And the central government says it will cut fees and taxes to stimulate the mainland economy. There have been multiple fatalities at two mosques in the New Zealand city of Christchurch when at least one gunman opened fire. Christchurch has been placed in lockdown. Police operations are continuing. The Prime Minister of New Zealand is Jacinda Arden.
1: It is clear that this is one of New Zealand's darkest days. Clearly what has happened here is an extraordinary and unprecedented act of violence. Many of those who will have been directly affected by the shooting uh, may be migrants to New Zealand. They may even be refugees here. They have chosen to make New Zealand their home, and it is their home. They are us. The person who has perpetuated this violence against us is not.
0: BBC's Hal Griffiths says at least one gunman has been apprehended by New Zealand police. We're seeing images uh, taken near high school in Christchurch
2: where we believe that one person who's been arrested was apprehended. Uh, we saw police uh, swarming around an individual and there are pictures now of a person wearing
0: military fatigues uh, and a dis- someone who matches the description given by eyewitnesses at the mosque. So we understand that, that uh, one person is a white male who was wearing, as I said, some kind of camouflage gear. Uh, who is in police custody. However, so far, New Zealand police saying that they believe there may be other offenders, and that's why for now their operation across the city is active. In Hong Kong, hundreds of students are taking part in a school strike to demand urgent action to combat climate change. It's part of a global climate rally with students in more than 100 countries. One of the organisers of the Hong Kong Action, Zara Campion, was encouraged to see so many people turn up.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely worth it. Really uplifting and really worth our time effort that we've put into this. And we just hope that now there'll be change in
3: Hong Kong, hopefully.
0: Classmate Eliza Hearn explains what they hope to achieve
3: which um, we've been working on for the past two weeks with the help of some experts and also taking into consideration people's suggestions and comments. And this statement has been emailed to 70 legislators in the government, which we're hoping will help us push for certain targets we have in mind. So, for example, one of our requests is to establish a greater youth representation in Hong Kong's climate change planning by having a youth delegate working alongside the government because young people have a unique stake in the climate change issue because we are the ones who will live with the consequences of insufficient action or outright inaction.
0: Students and members of the pro-democracy group Democisto have protested at the entrance to the east wing of government headquarters at Tamar. They are against the government plan to make it easier for the SAR to extradite suspects to other jurisdictions, including the mainland. They also want the government to implement a one-off arrangement with Taiwan to deal with a high-profile murder case, where a suspect returned to Hong Kong after allegedly killing his pregnant girlfriend. The convener of the Executive Council, Bernard Chan, has rejected criticism of human rights conditions in Hong Kong, as laid out in the latest human rights report. The annual report cited the banning of the Hong Kong National Party and the expulsion of British journalist Victor Mallet as examples of how the city's freedoms had been restricted and faced substantial interference. Mr Chan said many comments on Hong Kong made by foreign countries are not comprehensive because international coverage on many Hong Kong incidents are negative. The central government says it will cut fees and taxes to stimulate the mainland economy. Speaking at the conclusion of the National People's Congress session in in Beijing, Premier Li Keqiang said it hadn't been easy for China to reach a growth in GDP of 6.6% last year. Speaking through an interpreter, he said the central government would have now to cut back on spending to pay for the cuts.
3: The government is going to tighten its belts. The government will further cut back on its general expenditures. At the same time, it will dig into existing interests. This year, we plan to engage in larger scale tax and fee cuts. We will make reductions in the VAT and localities' social insurance contributions. And uh, this is also a very important measure in countering the downward pressure.
0: Mr. Lee was asked whether trade friction and concern over Chinese technology was having a negative impact on Sino US relations. He replied to an interpreter.
3: China-U.S. relationship has been forging ahead in the past four decades and a great deal has been accomplished in the growth of this relationship. At the same time, it is true that the relationship has also gone through some twists and turns, but the underlying trend is for the relationship to be uh, going forward, and this has not changed. This is because... There is broad common interests between China and the United States and uh, their shared interests far outweigh differences.
0: As expected, Beijing's top legislature passed the foreign investment law meant to ease trade tensions with Washington by discouraging officials from pressuring foreign firms to hand over technology. Beijing has said the law is crucial to give domestic and foreign investors equal treatment in doing business. Chairman of the National People's Congress Standing Committee, Li Zhang says it's an important step in China's opening up. He spoke to an interpreter.
3: The foreign investment law approved during the session is... A fundamental law that promotes the high level opening up in this new era. We must thoroughly study and fully implement this law in order to facilitate high quality economic growth based on this level of opening up.
0: Macau has extended casino licenses for MGM China and SGM Holdings until 2022 two-year extension means the licenses will expire at the same time as the four other casino operators. MGM China and SJM are both controlled by the family of Stanley Ho. Each extension costs 200 million patacas. Shares of MGM China and SJM have been suspended from trading, but shares and their rivals have risen across the board during Hong Kong trading. Legal sector lawmaker Dennis Kwok says Washington's rare invitation to pan-Democrats here to discuss Hong Kong shows it's concerned about what's happening in the city. Mr Kwok, the former Chief Secretary Anson Chan and IT sector lawmaker Charles Mok will visit the United States next week to meet the National Security Council, local lawmakers as well as officials who oversee the US-Hong Kong Policy Act. The act allows the US to treat Hong Kong as a separate region from the mainland over trade matters. Here's Mr Kwok.
2: It shows that American national policy towards Hong Kong is attracting increasing importance. And it shows that they are concerned about what's happening in Hong Kong. I don't think they have gotten to a stage where they would cancel the Hong Kong policy. But I think it does sound an alarm bell that this is the time when they are thinking about reviewing it. And they are looking at it very closely, and those are the message that I think this visit would send, or should send, to the Hong Kong government.
0: Mainland telecoms giant Huawei has pleaded not guilty in a US court to 13 federal charges, including fraud and the violation of sanctions against Iran. Huawei is accused of defrauding banks by misrepresenting its relationship with the Hong Kong-based company Skycom. Prosecutors say Skycom is an unofficial subsidiary, but Huawei's lawyers argue it's a business partner with a separate decision-making structure. The highest court in the US state of Connecticut has allowed families of children killed in the Sandy Hook school shooting in 2012 to sue the maker of the gun used in the massacre, a Remington AR-15 Bushmaster rifle. It's widely expected the case will go to the US Supreme Court. is the BBC's Chris Buckler. Adam Lanz's mother was a gun enthusiast who bought him an AR-15 semi-automatic assault rifle. He used it to kill her before travelling to the Sandy Hook School where he killed 20 children and six members of staff before turning the gun on himself. Connecticut's highest court has ruled
2: that the families of the victims can sue Remington Outdoor, the company which made the Bushmaster rifle, as well as the gun's distributor and the store that sold it. Their lawsuit
0: is based on a claim that the companies knowingly marketed a military-grade weapon that was grossly unsuitable for civilian use. British MPs have voted overwhelmingly to ask the European Union for Brexit to be delayed. Britain is currently scheduled to leave the bloc on March 29th. The government's motion seeks to extend the process until June 30th if MPs approve Prime Minister Theresa May's twice-rejected deal next week. Here's the BBC's Chris Mason.
2: Leaving could be postponed by three months until the end of June if MPs back her deal at the third time of asking next week. But Downing Street pointed out if it loses again, there would be a longer delay. A spokesman said that would mean the UK taking part in the European Parliament elections three years after the referendum and at significant cost to the taxpayer, as he put it. While tonight's vote was a comfortable victory for the government's motion, more than half of Conservative MPs, including the Brexit Secretary Stephen Barclay and seven other Cabinet Ministers, did not support it. Chairman
0: of the Securities and Futures Commission Tim Loy says yesterday's action to find four investment banks for their failure in their roles, helping three companies listing applications, is to safeguard the quality of listed companies in Hong Kong. He says the watchdog will continue taking proactive action to combat market irregularities. And local and regional shares have rallied across the board after Premier Li Keqiang said China can use reserve requirements and interest rates to boost the economy. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 29,112. That's 262 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $54 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 111.65 yen. The euro is at 1 US dollar and 13 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 39 cents.
1: Sport now, and here's Atom Chern. We start with football's Europa League, where the five time winners, Sevilla, have been knocked out in dramatic fashion. They were beaten in extra time by Slavia Prague in the Czech Republic. Their last 16 tie was heading for penalties until Ibrahim Traore scored in the 119th minute. Prague won 4-3 on the night, 6-5 on aggregate. Meanwhile, English rivals Arsenal and Chelsea both made it through to the quarterfinals. Arsenal overturned a two-goal first leg deficit against Rennes with a 3-0 second leg victory at the Emirates, the BBC's John Southall reports. They won by
2: three goals to nil. That's 4-3 on aggregate. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang will take the headlines. He opened the scoring on five minutes, then set up Ainsley Maitland-Niles for the second ten minutes later. They looked offside in the build-up, but no VAR. Ren hit the post early in the second half, but Aubameyang wrapped it up 18 minutes from the end and wheeled away in celebration in a black mask. Bedlam at the Emirates.
1: Chelsea cruised to a 5-0 win at Dynamo Kiev with Olivier Giroud scoring a hat-trick. They progress 8-0 on aggregate. Also into the quarterfinals are Benfica, Napoli, Valencia, Villarreal and Frankfurt. The quarterfinal draw for both the Europa and the Champions League will take place later today in Switzerland. Tommy Fleetwood and Keegan Bradley share the lead at the end of day one at the Players Golf Championship in Florida. Their seven under 65 is good for a one shot lead over Brian Harmon and Byung Hun An. World number one Dustin Johnson is well placed at three under par. That's one shot better than Tiger Woods. Number two Justin Rose has a hole to climb. His two over par opening round follows a five over par finish at the Arnold Palmer Invitational last week. Rose says this weekend is important for him, with just four weeks until the Masters.
3: If you look at my schedule, I've just taken a month off, and uh, you know, obviously, I played last week at Bay Hill, which I was hoping to to do better than I did. But you know, that month off was designed to sort of be ready for this one, and then obviously going into Augusta. So yeah, I wouldn't sacrifice this tournament with my scheduling.
1: To basketball and an impressive win for the relentless Indiana Pacers. They erased a 19 point deficit to beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. Wesley Matthews tipped in with under two seconds on the clock and the Pacers won 108 to 106. They're third in the East and well placed to secure home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. Second place Toronto beat the LA Lakers 111 to 98. Kawhi Leonard led the Raptors with 25 points and the Boston Celtics looking to make a late push up the standings defeated the Sacramento Kings 126-120, Kyrie Irving had a triple-double for the Celtics, their fifth in the Eastern Conference. And that's your look at sports. And to
0: end the news, the top stories once again. There are multiple fatalities following shootings at Two Moss in the New Zealand city of Christchurch. Hundreds of Hong Kong students are taking part in a school strike to demand urgent action on climate change. The central government says it will cut fees and taxes to stimulate the mainland economy. And that's the news from RTHK.
2: truth, but there's a time